Hello everyone and welcome to Games Are Fun episode number 38. My name is Luke and I am your host. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of Games Are Fun. Games Are Fun is a weekly video game podcast show that talks about video game news, stories, and highlights. Each week I talk about video games. Sometimes I talk about what's going on in the industry or I talk about major video game news. Other times I just share my experiences with video games. And in today's episode, I'm going to be doing a combination of both. So for the first half of today's show, I'm going to be talking about the Nintendo Direct that happened last week. Unfortunately, I think this happened the last time a Nintendo Direct happened, but my episode went up last week and then the news dropped that Nintendo was holding a Direct on February 13th. And so I had to wait an entire week to kind of share my thoughts and stuff like that. But it's obviously major news. There's some crazy announcements in there that I want to talk about. So that's what I'm going to be talking about in the first half of the show. And then the last half, I'm going to be kind of doing my impressions of Crackdown 3. Uh, there's lots of conversation going around Crackdown 3 because it was kind of a game that released after multiple delays and it got about average reviews from uh, the major news, uh, video game news sites and stuff. So I'm going to be sharing my thoughts on what I think of the game, being somebody who hasn't played Crackdown 1 or 2, and then I'm just going to have a general discussion with how... Right now, what's the conversation that's going on with Crackdown 3 is that it's just a mediocre game. And is that okay in today's, you know, industry? A lot of the games that released are AAA games. And to, to stand above the rest, you need to be a really great game with a lot of things going for it. And there's argument that Crackdown doesn't have that and it needs that in order to compete at today's level. Well, I have a whole discussion around that. So I'm going to be talking about Crackdown 3 and everything kind of related to that topic. So that's what this week's show looks like. Um, But before we get into that, I did want to make a reminder that uh, you can catch a new episode of Games Are Fun every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Daylight Time. Currently, it's available on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and it should be available on all the other major podcast platforms the time you listen to this episode. I did want to make uh, the comment before I started today's show that in last week's episode... I said that the podcast was going to be available on Spotify and some other services it wasn't available on. And so what happened was is I got everything ready to go for that. And it's still, as as of when I'm recording this, it still hasn't gone through, but it's still pending to be distributed to those major platforms. But the problem was is while it's going through that, it actually delayed and halted it releasing on Google Play iTunes and some of the other podcast services. I normally upload to SoundCloud and then reroute basically that episode to all the different platforms. And because I'm adding onto a new platform, for some reason, I don't know the technology behind it or why, but it basically delayed the episode from releasing on those platforms. So last week's episode, I talked about my favorite Nintendo 64 games of all time. And so hopefully by this Tuesday on episode number 38 that you're listening to right now, episode 37 has popped up on iTunes and all those other episodes. So if you could do me a huge favor, go back and listen to episode number 37 of Games Are Fun. I talked about the Nintendo 64 and all the games I played on that I I think I listed 10 favorite games from that console. Some of them are well-known games. Others are kind of games that I'm sure some of you haven't heard about. So please go back and listen to that episode if you haven't. I did work really hard on that week to get that episode. And I was kind of bummed out that it didn't get 
on those other platforms for whatever reason. So hopefully, again, I can't predict the future, but I'm hoping that you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, and that everything's worked out and it's on those platforms. Of course, always just head over to my SoundCloud. It will always release at 10 a.m. Mountain Daylight Time on SoundCloud, so you can listen to it right away. If not, there's sometimes a bit of delay for it to get onto those other platforms. So I did wanna mention that before we started the show. Hopefully, you've just had to, to tune all that out because everything's basically as it should be by, by next Tuesday. Let's cross our fingers. But yeah, just make sure you go back and listen to that episode. Just a reminder before we start the show, head over to my social medias. Uh, go over to facebook.com <laughs> facebook.com, and search for Games Are Fun Podcast. Go to Twitter at Games Are Fun Pod or Instagram at Games Are Fun Podcast. That's the best place to kind of follow the show, know what's going on, get the updates. I posted on my Facebook and Twitter the, the issues that I was having with it not releasing on iTunes and Google Play this past week. So make sure you head over there, sub- subscribe or like the page, follow whatever you need to do to keep up to date on what's going on with the podcast. And then one other plug before we start the show, Apex Champions is a new Apex Legend theme podcast that I'm help co-host. Uh, Garrett Neely is the host of the show. It's basically going to be a weekly podcast that talks about Apex Legends what's going on in the game, major news, and then we're gonna have basically each episode have kind of a more focused topic where we discuss. Um, and then usually that topic will relate in some way to Apex Legends. So you can listen to Apex Champions. The first episode is out. And by the time you listen to this, the second episode should be out as well. Just search Apex Champions on any of those major platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, just whatever you platform you listen to your podcasts on, search for Apex Champions. Also go over to Twitter at Apex underscore champions, give it a follow. And like I said last week, I'm gonna try my best to retweet and share all the updates on Apex Champions on my games are fun social media pages. So make sure you listen to that podcast as well if you're interested. Now let's get on to today's topic. We're talking about the Nintendo Direct to start off with. So Oscar Deus over at GameSpot.com has nicely listed everything that was announced at the Nintendo Direct. Uh, We got some big Switch news and some brand new games revealed that we had no idea existed. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to run through this article and just kind of talk about all the major announcements. Maybe I'll stop and chat a little bit about the ones that are important to me. So starting the direct off was a trailer for Super Mario Maker 2. This was just, it, it was going to happen at some point. Basically, this was one of the last Wii U games that... A lot of, well, I shouldn't say the last. There are still some that are stuck on the Wii U that we would like to see ported over to the Switch. But Super Mario Maker was definitely at the top of that list of games that were released on the Wii U, did really well, but they're they're trapped on that console that didn't sell very well. So a lot of people speculated that at some point there was going to be a Super Mario Maker port over onto Switch. Now, it became a little bit troublesome because that game is kind of designed for a two screens, right? It's available on the Wii U where you have the gamepad and then you have your TV, and the gamepad can you can use to help create your levels and it's also on the 3DS. Again, two screens, you have the front screen acting as kind of like your TV and the bottom part of your 3DS as your touchpad that you can kind of use to create the levels. So, 
A simple port bringing it over to Switch would have been a little bit tricky. They would have had to do some things. Their Nintendo, I think they would have figured it out. But what made more sense was, you know what? Let's bring Super Mario Maker 2 out. And so yeah, they announced the trailer. For those of you who aren't familiar with Super Mario Maker, basically it is a level creator. You can make Super Mario levels and what's cool is you can kind of make them stylized as any of the Super Mario games. So going back to the very first one, up into new Super Mario Brothers, anything in between. Um, we also saw in the trailer some Super Mario 3D Land, I want to say, or 3D World, uh, the cat suit and stuff, some newer features that I don't believe were in Super Mario Maker 1, so that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, it's a brand new announcement and it's great because it's actually coming out this summer. So it's not something that we're going to have to wait a year for. It's a matter of, I think, four months and then we're going to see it, which is really sweet. So Super Mario Maker 2 has been announced. It's coming out in June. Uh, super pumped for that. And then we got uh, an update on Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. And that was an announcement for the 3.0 update. And it's been kind of detailed. We got... Uh, a confirmed release date for the upcoming DLC character Joker from Persona 5. And then we got, obviously, announcement about the Smash-themed Amiibo, Amiibo uh, Snake being one of them, as well as uh, Castlevania Simon Belmont. And then there was just kind of more information about that update. And that, I believe, is coming in the spring. So pretty close. We're getting a new, new update to Super Smash Brothers, so that's pretty exciting. Next was Box Boy plus Box Girl. Um, Box Boy plus Box Girl is a brand new game with 270 stages, including two-player co-op. It's the first Switch game in the Box Boy series, which began, began in 2015 on 3DS and was most recently seen in 2017 with Bye Bye Box Boy. Uh, so a cool little indie-type game making its way over onto Switch. Then we got an announcement for Captain Toad Treasure, Treasure Tracker. Uh, the Switch version of Captain Toad Treasure Tracker is getting new DLC, some of which is paid, new challenges and courses, and some of it which is free, a new co-op mode, which will be live in a few hours. So that was one of their thing of, hey, this is available right now after the Direct. So again, new DLC for Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, that's always cool. Then we got another trailer on Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order. Uh, so just more new details about that game. Of course, that game was announced at the Game Awards last year. It is a Marvel Ultimate Alliance game that is exclusive on the Nintendo Switch. Um, so new details and characters were, were revealed for this upcoming brawler. And we know the Defender Squad will be included. Um, now this, uh, you know what? I'm going to save that for the last bit of the show. Because that was the last thing announced. Um, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Uh, just got an update in the progress of Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, uh, whose release date will be in, f or will fall in summer 2019. I was really worded confused. That wording confused me because it said, whose release date will fall in summer 2019. Uh, of course, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night is made by series, longtime series uh, director of the... Castlevania series, I talked about Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, kind of a companion game that went with Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. It's great to see that that game is actually finally going to be released. 
It's been a while since we've had a Castlevania-like game, and a lot of Castlevania fans who back this Bloodstained game over on Kickstarter are finally going to see this game come out. It was supposed to come out last year, I believe, but it got delayed and delayed, so it's cool that they've kind of set a soft date for this game. Here's a really cool announcement, Tetris 99. Uh, Tetris 99 is a new free-to-play twist on classic Tetris that pits you uh, against 99 players. So it literally is a Tetris Battle Royale game. They This was shadow dropped. It came out the second that it was announced on the, on the Nintendo Direct. It's basically, yeah, you just play Tetris and... As you clear lines, it sends, I think, like kind of like junk, like gray blocks over to other players to, to basically make their, their blocks higher up to the top. And so you basically have to be quick on, on making lines line up in the game to knock other out, out opponents. So it's really cool. You're against other 99 other players, so it's a Battle Royale Tetris game. I... I read online, people are loving it. I really like it. I'm not very good at it though. Like I have yet to beat like the 45th person. Um, I think that's as highest as I've gotten. I know Brian Pequin, friend of the show, has done really, really well on the game and uh, he's been playing it and actually has made it much further than I have. So if you have a Switch, I'm sure you're already aware, but Tetris 99 is a free to play game. Just go over and download it. It's, it's loads of fun. I expect at some point it will drop on xbox and ps4 as well and we got an assassin's creed 3 3 remaster announcement so ubisoft's assassin's creed 3 remaster will be available on nintendo switch on may 21st it will include a remaster of playstation vita title assassin's creed 3 liberation and the tyranny of king washington dlc so i believe this was announced a couple days prior to the direct of an Assassin's Creed 3 remaster. I'm not gonna lie, this game does not look great on the Switch. The trailer was pretty rough, the textures were popping, uh, the draw distance was very noticeably had issues, and so, yeah, I'm not sure, I'm not super excited on this. Assassin's Creed is a series that I've never really been able to jump on board, but the Origins and Odyssey, the two newer titles in the franchise, are much different and actually interest me more than the old Assassin's Creed games did. So I don't know. I think it's cool that we're getting an Assassin's Creed game on Switch, but it's just, it looks a little rough. Um, but who knows? We'll see. And then we got more news uh, about Fire Emblem Three Houses. We got a big trailer that showed off a bunch of narrative details of the game. And on top of that, we sh were shown the combat system. It's kind of cool because there's like the title, Fire Emblem Three Houses. There are three houses that you can kind of join. Um, looks interesting. I'm not familiar with Fire Emblem, any of the Fire Emblem games. This game doesn't particularly interest me, but we'll wait until that game, you know, gets released and we actually see how it does. Maybe I'll be interested then. Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice is making its way onto the Nintendo Switch. Ninja Theory's acclaimed action game, which explores mental illness through the lens of a Norse mythology setting, is coming to Nintendo Switch and has a release window of spring 2019. So that's really cool. Deltarune, Toby Fox's Deltarune is coming to Switch on February 28th with chapter one of the Undertale follow-up being downloadable for free. Additional chapters, which are currently in development, will not be free, however. 
then we got a announcement for Yoshi's Crafted World. A demo for Yoshi's Crafted World is coming to Switch. It's available right now. If you have a Nintendo Switch, you can go ahead and download that for free. And Yoshi's Crafted World is coming out next month in March. Final Fantasy IX and Final Fantasy VII is launching for Switch next month on March 26th. But Final Fantasy XII will be available on Switch eShop later today. I think it was. I think it's twelve. I'm, I'm bad at Roman numerals. Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon, everybody, meanwhile, is set to arrive next month on March 2nd. Um, so last direct, I think we got a whole bunch of announcements that a bunch of Final Fantasy games were making its way onto Switch. So we got some release dates for some. We're still waiting on some of those other Final Fantasy games to get some release dates. Um, so that was basically the major announcements that were made during the direct. Um, there were some other games, of course, uh, Dead by Daylight was announced. Uh, I think there was a couple other smaller indie type titles, um, being announced as well. There was actually a couple things not on this article that, um, sorry, there were not everything wasn't listed on that so i wanted to pull another article that did have everything available and i'll just pull pull in a couple of those games that were not announced so jonathan dornbush over at ign.com has the article uh like i said i'm not going to go over because a lot of this is just repeating from the GameSpot article but there were a couple things that weren't included uh so platinum games has revealed a new Switch exclusive called Astral Chain. Uh, it's a new Switch exclusive coming later this year. Astral Chain takes place in a futuristic sci-fi setting with players tackling some fearsome monsters with the use of whip-like weapons. Uh, it kind of looks like you're actually like a police officer or something in this weird sci-fi world. Looks really, really cool. Um, they also confirmed that Bayonetta 3 development is still progressing. Of course, Platinum Games is responsible for the Bayonetta series. And we got that uh, announced two years ago, I think, at the Game Awards. And so they're just updating us. Hey, we don't have anything to show you yet, but Bayonetta 3 is still being developed and it's progressing. So that's really good. Um, what else was there? There was also a couple other smaller things like Grid Autosport, a racing game, like I mentioned, Dead by Daylight. And then... Uh, some more things like Mortal Kombat 11, we knew it was coming to Switch, Unravel 2, uh, Disney, some, some festival, I think is how you pronounce that, um, two Dragon Quest titles during the Direct. The first is Dragon Quest Builders 2, and that has a release date of July 12th. Of course, Dragon Quest is like Minecraft mixed in the Dragon Quest universe. Uh, I played, there's a demo available for the first Dragon Quest Builders on the eShop. I actually checked it out. It's a cool game. Uh, it's basically, if you're a big Dragon Quest fan, you'll, you'll enjoy it. And you'll also enjoy it if you really like Minecraft. So there's a sequel coming to that game, July 12th. And then additionally, Dragon Quest 11s Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition. Quite the mouthful there. It's coming to North America this fall and was previously released in Japan uh, DQ11 features the option to jump between 3D and 16-beat styles, turn-based battles, and both English and Japanese voice acting. And then Starlink is getting more Star Fox content, which is really cool. Um, Square Enix has a new RPG. Uh, it's from Tokyo RPG Factory. The developers of I Am Setsuna and Lost Sphere debuted its new title called Onin... 
Anunnaki, Anunnaki during the direct. Um, Rune Factory 5 is happening and Rune Factory 4 is being remastered. So those are basically all the major announcements from the direct, but now is the big one. This is the mic drop moment at the end of the direct. It's like the, oh yeah, one more thing, one big announcement that we got for you guys. And so we get this trailer of this kind of anime style ocean. It's basically waves crashing in and all of a sudden we see this boat and we see a guy in a tunic from the back and immediately I'm like, oh my God, this is Link's Awakening. So Legend of the Zelda, Legend of the Zelda, Le the Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening remake is happening this year. So uh, this is uh, a separate article. Again, want to give credit to Jonathan Dornbush, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening remake for Nintendo Switch announced. So Here's everything that we got. So Nintendo has announced a full remake for the Game Boy Classic, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening for the Nintendo Switch. Link's Awakening for Switch is planned for a 2019 release. In its reveal trailer, Nintendo showed a, a recreated cutscene version of the Game Boy opening of Link's Awakening, seeing Link wash ashore on uh, the island after a storm destroys his boat. Nintendo's Nintendo's reveal also showcased gameplay and the brand new art style. Link's Awakening on Switch retains a top-down camera style, but set in a world realized in fully 3D animation. Characters are 3D models, and the art style is a new is new to the series. Some of us in the IGN office have compared it to claymation characters of Frosty the Snowman. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It looks kind of clay-like. Um, go watch the trailer for this, I actually shared it on my Games Are Fun page because it, it's exceptional. The The beginning of the, basically the remake from the Game Boy's opening scene of the storm on the ship, that is really cool anime style. And then it flips to the gameplay and the game just looks, it, it's a big change from what you kind of expected. I really like it. It's bright, it's vibrant, it's, it's kind of cute, it looks... It looks like it could tailor in a new, younger audience who isn't maybe familiar with Legend of Zelda. And it looks really, really fun and smooth. So I can't wait to hear more about that and get to see more gameplay. Link's Awakening turned 25 last year. And when we ranked the entire series, Link's Awakening ended up in our top 10 Legend of Zelda games list. And then they basically said... Uh, check out our original review of Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening DX. It's Game Boy Color Port, which is the port I played back in the day. And you can also go over on YouTube and there's lots of videos now that compare the old original Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening to this new one just from the trailer. So really sweet. This is exceptional news. Whenever we get a brand new Zelda announcement, that's awesome. I'm totally okay with it being a remake of an original game. Link's Awakening was a game. I owned the DX version for Game Boy Color. It was probably my second game I owned on my Game Boy Color, first being Pokemon Blue. And I just remember spending hours playing Link's Awakening. And it, it was one of the other, like besides Ocarina of Time, it was probably the next Zelda game I've spent the most time with. So I'm fairly familiar with it. I'm a little foggy on the story and everything because it's been a while, but... It's awesome that I'm going to be able to jump back into this world. This is great news for Zelda fans because, you know, with the Breath of the Wild coming out in 2017 and just basically putting such a high standard for Zelda games going forward, I was really curious on what the next step would be for Nintendo in making a Zelda game. 
And what I thought would be smart is doing some sort of, you know, 3D release and then a 2D release. Um, having some sort of top-down perspective Zelda game, like some of the the handheld versions on DS and 3DS, as well as Game Boy and stuff like that. And then have your 3D Zelda games, like your Twilight Princess or your Skyward Sword or Breath of the Wild, and kind of stagger them out. I think that would have been the best plan. It looks like they're actually doing that. I'm okay with this being a remake of a game that already existed. It is one of the best Zelda games out there. It's not like they're taking a mediocre one and remaking it. That would be difficult because all you would receive from fans is, well, why aren't they remaking one of the best handheld games or one of the best old 2D Zelda games? And so it's great that they picked this one. This is a great one to start with. Uh to be the second Zelda game on the Switch. So I'm, I'm really excited. I have no idea if when this will come out. Am I, I'm kind of expecting it maybe to be a fall release sometime uh, for that holiday season. I don't see it any earlier than that though. So only time will tell. They did put that 2019 year on that, but anything can change. So really excited for that. That was a major announcement. Overall, I think the Nintendo Direct was really great. They had some really big announcements. You had that Astral Chain game that looks sweet. You had some smaller announcements in there as well. But, you know, Super Mario Maker 2, as well as this Link's Awakening. I mean, come on. Like, those are two. You got your pillars of Nintendo, Mario and Zelda two brand new games essentially coming to the Nintendo Switch this year, right? Not to mention that what we didn't see at the Direct, Bayonetta 3 is coming at some point. We got Animal Crossing is coming at some point. I mean, people debate that this year for Nintendo isn't going to offer that much, but there's so much that we still don't even know about yet. Um, so this is great. I like the Direct. Um, I'm interested in hearing what you guys think about that. So, you know, comment on this video if you're listening on SoundCloud or email me at gamesarefunpodcast at gmail.com. Just share your thoughts on what you thought of the Nintendo Direct. I'd love to have a conversation about it with you. Now, moving on to the second topic of the show, we're going to be talking about Crackdown 3. So, Crackdown 3 has finally released. It released on February 15th after multiple delays. It also was a day and date release on Game Pass. So, that's actually how I'm playing it. I have a Game Pass subscription and this was a game that I decided, you know, I'm going to get that on Game Pass. It's not going to be a game I purchase because, you know, I have that subscription and it's also not a series I'm super familiar with, right? I haven't played Crackdown 1. I play, Actually, that's a lie. I played like an hour of Crackdown 1 and I haven't played Crackdown 2. And so I just was like, you know what? I'm going to jump in when this this game is available on Game Pass and just kind of see what I think about it, you know, not uh, do anything, um, not have super high expectations or anything, but just kind of jump in and see what it's all about, right? So let's start off by just kind of talking about Crackdown's 3 Rocky uh, launch. So... Crackdown 3 was originally supposed to release in 2016 and it was delayed a number of times before we actually caught it. Obviously, it released February 15th, 2019. Uh, so the game was first announced at Microsoft's press conference at E3 in 2014. So this is the first E3 after the Xbox One's release. And it was, 
of course, supposed to be an Xbox One exclusive. And I think a lot of people were depending on Crackdown 3 to be a strong exclusive for the platform. Um, the game was announced kind of early in its development stage um, when it was actually revealed. And I think there was a lot of talk by Microsoft and Xbox on maybe if this game was announced a little too soon. I think Microsoft panicked a bit at the beginning because they did not get a great start launching the Xbox One into this generation, right? PS4, much better start, already had it set out. We had all our exclusives kind of lined up, getting ready, and... Microsoft was falling behind on that. And so I think they felt the pressure of really making sure that they wanted to show that the, a crackdown title was coming and that it was going to be that exclusive to the game. So what happened was, they, like I said, the game was supposed to come out in 2016. And then eventually that got changed to November 7th, 2017. I remember specifically seeing that announcement because they were going to simultaneously release it with the Xbox One X. That was the date that the Xbox One X was coming out. And so Crackdown 3 was supposed to be a day and date release with that to help push consoles, right? But come August, at the end of August, they announced that it was going to be moving the release date back to quarter two, quarter three of 2018. So then June 2018 came along and the game was confirmed to be delayed again and they said it's gonna be February 2019 and so a lot of people are like well this game has been delayed a lot is this still happening but we have made it it's February 15th the game is out and what did people think of it well it's currently holding a 58 out of 100 on Metacritic for PC and a 60 out of 100 on Xbox One um you know, Destructoid gave it a 6 out of 10, EGM gave it a 7 out of 10, Game Informer 6 out of 10, Game Revolution 3 out of 5 stars, Games Radar Plus 3 out of 5 stars, Giant Bomb gave it 2 out of 5 stars, PC Gamer gave it a 60 out of 100. Um, yeah, mixed our average reviews on that. So now let's kind of talk about what I think of the game. So again, I come into this game with having not the ability to compare it to excuse me, Crackdown 1 or Crackdown 2. This is a new IP to me, essentially. I can't compare it to anything. So when I booted it up, I kind of know what Crackdown's about. I've seen lots of gameplay from the previous games. I've checked out footage uh, and trailers for Crackdown 3 leading up to its release. And I can say that the game is quite fun. You you play your as an agent. Uh, I'm playing as Terry Crews. And it's great. It's like a superhero game where you can basically, the environments are destructible, uh, somewhat, I guess. Um, and then the, it's just like a bullet hell. You can explode so many things and shoot so many enemies. And uh, it's great. What I like about the game is that it's not trying to be something that it isn't. It's just an, a game that is meant to come in, you shoot blow some stuff up, have fun, and then kind of move on. This isn't the game that's supposed to, you know, change Xbox One and get people to come over to buy Xbox One consoles. I think originally they had hoped for that when they announced it, but once it got delayed two or three times, Microsoft knew that this wasn't going to be the title to turn around the Xbox One. 
um, especially since we're at the end of the generation by now, right? This is a game that is a mid-tier level game that's fun. And what I've been seeing online is a lot of criticism about the game and that it, you know, isn't meeting those expectations. Now, I can't speak to the hardcore fans because... If you are a major Crackdown fan, you love the first one, and I, from what I've read, the second one wasn't as great as the first, but you're a big fan of the franchise, you're going to have those high expectations, hoping that Crackdown 3 is going to be a really great game that can provide you with a really great uh, gameplay experience, and especially when you wait so long to finally get to that. And then when it releases and it's not hitting the mark, you know, sure, you're going to be disappointed, but... Everyone else, which I'm going to say is a majority of the people who don't have that experience with Crackdown or maybe aren't tied to the franchise, I'm, I'm kind of blown away by the criticism that's getting for just being a mid-tier level game. Now, I'm not going to talk about all the things that are wrong with it, the technical issues that I've seen, the bugs, um, you know, some of my gripes with the gameplay. I have those problems with it. It's not a perfect game. But what I'm trying to say is that it is, is a game that provides a pretty fun experience for the average gamer, something that you can come in, drop in, and play. And there's nothing wrong with that. You don't need to have a video game that will just make a lasting impact on you forever and that you're going to be talking years to come. Now, the reason why it's getting so much hate for not being that is because the Xbox really doesn't have any of those major exclusives. So unfortunately, when a Microsoft exclusive comes out for the Xbox One, it's going to be held pretty high expectations, right? And I think there's also an argument there saying that Sony exclusives are going to be held to the same standard because we have God of War, we have Spider-Man, you know, we have Horizon Zero Dawn. So if Days Gone isn't as good or if Death Stranding isn't as good as those, you know, we're going to be holding high expectations that it's going to be good because it's a Sony exclusive. On the flip side, like I said, it's going to have the same with Xbox, just in a, a different kind of way, right? We're going to expect that because we haven't had the, the number of games for the Xbox One being exclusive, that when we do get those exclusives, they got to stand out, right? They got to be great games. But unfortunately, Microsoft's just missed the mark on a lot of those games, right? Besides the Forza racing games, I mean, State of Decay 2, Sea of Thieves, um, and now Crackdown 3, like these are games that unfortunately are just kind of mid-level games, but that's okay. As somebody who plays numerous video games across three different platforms, my Switch, PS4, and my Xbox, it's great to have a game that kind of provides an experience that's just fun. I love playing Crackdown 3 because it's just, it's a mindless game. I don't really need to think too hard about it. Just go in, blow some shit up, and enjoy the time with it, right? I don't need to think really heavily about this detailed narrative and all the, the symbolism and metaphors within the story, right? Like, it's just a game that I can come in and kind of enjoy without having to have my mindset on, if that makes sense. And I kind of like those, those games. I think this generation, we haven't had a lot of those mid-tier level games that we'd have in previous generations, right? And I think that there's a couple reasons why that is. One, I think, is that with video games evolving every single year, us players want to be, you know, a part of the best next thing, right? We want to, because video games are taking on a, a bigger role of being a medium that 
displays great storytelling and great character development, you know, we're wanting to be a part of that and we're wanting to grow with that. And developers are wanting to do that too. They want to provide those experiences for the players. And the bigger reason I think is because there's just so many games out nowadays that you need to be one of those games in order to stand out above the rest. You need to be a game that provides a really great experience on so many different levels, right? Not just gameplay wise, I'm talking story, uh, characters, the plot, the, the gameplay mechanics, how it looks. You need to execute all of those really well in order to stand out and like I said, above all the rest. And so if you lack, you know, some of those things that I mentioned, you're maybe not going to sell that game to as many people or many people are going to probably critique it a little bit harder because it doesn't have all those platforms and levels that some of those other games can provide, right? And so I guess my argument to all of this is just the fact that it's okay that there this game is a mid-tier level game. It would have been awesome if it, it reached, you know, 8s, 9s out of 10s, but it didn't. And I think that's okay. I think it's still going to do really well. I'm sure it's been downloaded a bunch on Game Pass. I'm sure there's tons of people still having a lot of fun with it like I am, but it's interesting. I think it's a, a great kind of conversation to have about does a game need to be high tier level game for it to be fun and I don't think so I think there's room for these mid-tier level games and it's just it's so hard nowadays because there's so many other great games out there that you have your Red Dead Redemptions you have your Spider-Mans um, you know it, it's hard for those games to get the attention when there's so many other games with so much more to them right so I think it's okay I think there's a time and place for them um, but there is a level that they do need to meet in order to kind of pass the bare minimum. So long story short, I really enjoy Crackdown 3. I don't really have too much to, to tell you about the gameplay, um, just based on the fact that I'm kind of in the early parts of it. I'm just kind of going to the different stations and, uh, clearing different factions, I guess, around the map. Um, it's kind of like a checklist type game. You complete different parts in the area. You take down certain leaders within those parts that eventually lead you to the main boss, I guess. And so I'm just kind of chipping away at it. Mostly, I'm just entertained by the gameplay. I don't, I don't really care about the story too much. And I think that's what a lot of people had its issues with it as well. The gameplay, it's fun, but that's about it. So hopefully, Crackdown 3 does do okay and gets a bit of an audience and ha and people enjoy it. Um, I think Game Pass is smart that it's releasing on there because without it, I think it would have done really, really bad. So um, yeah, that's, that's what I think about Crackdown 3. I'm very excited for this month, speaking of games, because we do have a bunch of games. Of course, I'm not made of money. Can't buy them all, but I am going to get Anthem as soon as I can. Check out that game. That's a game that I want to be a part of. Still playing lots of Apex Legends. Still trying to finish up my second run as Claire on Resident Evil. Um, and then eventually I got to boot up Yakuza Kiwami 2. It's still in the shrink wrap. I'm putting it off because I haven't completed it yet. And Or sorry, I haven't completed some of my backlog games. And I want to complete some of those games before I step into that one. Um, because it's so story heavy. Still, I'm pretty close to finishing up Pokemon. Uh, I've been kind of just playing that here and there. And then playing lots of Tetris 99, believe it or not. It's a really fun game. So 
hopefully by next episode, I'll have some more news on um, some of those games that I'm playing, maybe some updates on where I've gone in those games, and then hopefully uh, some initial impressions of Anthem. That's kind of my next game that I'm focusing on. Anthem is a game that has provided people with the opportunity to play already with the beta and the demos. I haven't played any of it. I've kind of stayed away from it since the trailer. I just want to come in with a fresh set of eyes and experience it for the first time. So I'm looking forward to that. So hopefully next week's episode, we're going to be talking a bit more about Anthem. So with that being said, let's wrap up the show. Um, Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Games Are Fun number 38. Of course, just a reminder that you can catch the episodes releasing every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Daylight Time, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, CastBox, and hopefully Spotify and all those other major platforms. Just search for Games Are Fun on whatever podcast you're, you're listening to on. Hopefully it pops up. And there's just a reminder that Apex Champions... Uh, episode two is should be out by the time you hear this recording so make sure you give that a listen uh, me Garrett and Tommy are talking more about Apex Legends and uh, yeah I really appreciate it if you headed over to that podcast and gave it some support so thank you for listening to this episode of Games Are Fun we will talk to you guys next week see you later <laughs>